Welcome to Fitzarns Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer, designed to keep you informed and captivated about the South African residential property market. Subscribe to our channel today and enjoy conversations with some of the most influential, innovative and interesting industry experts, stakeholders and scheme executives as they render input in today's property market. Hi, good day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Pearl Skaltema, the CEO of Fitzani Estates. Welcome to our property exchange. I am so excited to speak to a wonderful lady today, Michelle Dickens from TPN. We uh, participated in uh, a podcast um, hosted by Elan Properties a while ago during Women's Month, Let's Talk Property. And from that moment on, I wanted to talk to her. Michelle is the Managing Director and Co-Founder of TPN Credit Bureau. TPN is South Africa's biggest credit bureau specializing in the collection of rental payment um, profile information. Michelle established TPN 20 years ago after working as a rental agent and experiencing firsthand the frustration of dealing with delinquent tenants. TPN was the first credit bureau globally to specialize in the property industry and has since developed many innovative products to enhance the vetting of tenants. Michelle, welcome. Hi, Paul. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Good to chat again. Yeah. Okay, let's kick off. So, how are the levy and rental collections holding up during this lockdown terrible period? Paul, you know, it's been a challenge. It has been a challenge. Um, so many individuals, consumers, um, suffered with a loss of income, either permanently or temporarily. Um, and we felt it in the, the rental market. Um, to give some context as to how bad it was felt in the commercial uh, rental market, only one in two tenants managed to maintain their good standing ratio in quarter two in terms of their rent collection. Wow, that's bad. One, one in two. One in two. And the worst felt were our, our retail uh, tenants, where only 45% managed to remain in good standing with their, their Say that again, 45%. 45% of sure. retail tenants in quarter two. Not so bad in the industrial tenants, where 58% managed to maintain their good standing and 57% uh, in, the, in the office sector. So the retail certainly took the brunt of it. From a residential perspective, um, that deteriorated to 73.5% of tenants in good standing with their rent. Um, for context, um, that deterioration was from 81.5%. So a good 8% of tenants um, not managing to maintain their good standing ratio with their, um, with their landlords. Not as bad as the global financial crisis. Um, and to give some hope, to give some hope, um, we have seen a pickup. So we looked at it on a month to month basis. April dropped to 76.5, May dropped to 71.5 or 71.9. Um, and we had a turnaround already in June. So we popped back over the 72% in June. And July, um, we're sitting around about 73%. And August, we expect to finish. Um, I know we're in the first week of September, but we expect when the data all finalizes to end at around about 73% there or thereabouts. So there has been a turnaround um, already although we're not seeing that continuation. So it's flatlining um, and we don't expect it to improve. 
But the good news, Paul, and I've left the good to the, at the end of the... Wonderful. <laughs> we need that. The good news is that Levy Payment Profile actually managed to maintain at 80, just over 80%. So there wasn't a deterioration in the Levy Payment Collections nationally. So we talk about it from a national perspective. There wasn't a deterioration in the Levy um, Payment Profile as we saw there was in the, in the rental market. Um, and we look at the data across two levels. So owner-occupied versus tenant-occupied. Mm. Um, and as you know, um, uh, owners that are occupying their, their own properties um, sit just below uh, tenant-occupied properties. So where a landlord is running their portfolio of residential rentals as a business and they're able to collect rent, they're able then to meet their expenses, their, their levy expenses. So that was very pleasing. And even though we saw that deterioration in residential tenants in good standing, it was very pleasing to see that we didn't see the same deterioration as um, property um, um, property owners who were renting out their properties weren't able to collect their their, their rent, still managed to maintain their expenses. So that was yeah, I, I have to admit, I saw that um, with Fitzgerald Estates as well. The rentals was absolutely havoc during this period, but the levies were man maintained fairly well. Um, and I'm extremely grateful for that, despite the fact that many landlords not occupying their properties have still continued to fulfill their responsibilities. Their obligations, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, Paul, one of the reasons may be, one of the contributing factors may be that um, rental is a big portion of a person's uh, monthly budget, up to 30% of their income is spent on rent, whereas your levy payment is as much smaller yeah, uh, true. portion of your, of your budget. Yeah, no, that's true. So for property investors um, that are experiencing increasing property expenses, low or even negative escalations, what practical advice can you share with investors? Yeah, I think this is something that many investors are going to be feeling the pinch of at the moment. So the escalations that TPN is seeing for quarter three um, is 1.6% nationally. So an annualized rent of 1.6% really that's 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 an incredibly low escalation. Gone are the days where we were getting 10% escalation, popping that into your lease agreement and kind of implementing that on a year-on-year -year basis. And in Do you think that is going to change in the near future? So what we're seeing at the moment is we're starting to see negative, for the first time, we're starting to see negative escalations coming in. And um, in, 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 in quarter two, it was in the um, high end of the market. So any rentals above 12,000 Rand per month, we were already starting to see negative escalations. For quarter three, those negative escalations have now reached the seven to 12,000 uh, Rand uh, rental market. Um, so we're definitely starting to see that um, landlords aren't able, and I, and I don't think that's going to be a quick turnaround, because it's based that those escalations are driven by market strength, and as we know at the moment, there are less uh, less demand from tenants, as many tenants have lost uh, their their income, um, a lot of them permanently, um, and. Um, um, and, and, and had a reduction in income. So we're starting to see downscaling. And that's why the escalations in the high end of the market um, are negative as tenants downscale into the lower end of the market at the moment. 
Yeah, that is that is just sad. Um, I actually thought that one could call it now a buyer's market in the sense that as a result of people losing their income and um, not being able to uh, afford their properties any longer, that most properties would go on the market now um, to get sold. So for an investor, um, I suppose they have to bring into calculation the risk involved in this. Paul, you are spot on. I, I agree with you. I think we're going to see a lot of distressed properties. It's still early days. It's still early yeah. days. There was a lot of um, payment holidays and relief that was provided by the banks. Um, and I agree with you that I think we're going to see more and more distressed properties coming onto the market. Um, and as those properties uh, come onto the market, um, we will probably start to see um, those property owners who are unoccupied downscaling back into the rental market. But on the flip side at the moment, what we have is we have interest rates at the lowest they've been in. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so for first time home buyers, um, it's a first time home buyer market at the moment. And I believe um, the likes of um, Uber um, are releasing that up to 70% of their applications are by um, first time home buyers. So the market is attractive to one segment um, and becomes um, painful for another segment. Okay, just as a matter of interest, um, you do the profile of tenants and obviously landlords in the sense of payment of levies, etc. If we, um, if one has a, a bad um, payment record for whatever reason, how can that be rectified? What steps should they put in place to have that rectified? You know, Paul, it's such a it's such a wonderful question because TPN has been collecting data for the last twenty years, and I have seen such an amazing shift in the credit bureau space towards rehabilitation and that rehabilitation should be a reward. It shouldn't Mm. be something that is difficult for consumers to achieve. And so legislation has changed over the years. I mean, first we had the promulgation of the National Credit Act, and then we've had amendments um, and um, credit amnesties. Um, But all of that is geared towards helping consumers to rehabilitate their credit profiles. And so when when you have a a challenge where you've ended up having a default listing loaded against your name, that default listing stays on your profile for 12 months. If you settle it early, it has to be removed um, immediately. If you have a judgment loaded against your credit profile that sits on your profile for a period of five years. Five years, wow. Much longer. Um, But I must also point out that it is... um, um, effective for a period of 30 years. So whoever takes your, your judgment against, you can collect on that judgment for a period of 30 years. So it doesn't prescribe for 30 years. But if you settle it early, again, it gets removed from your credit profile. So you don't have to go through court like you like you did in the, mm. in the past and get um, a rescission of judgment. The credit provider must inform the credit bureau and it must, be, it must be removed. And that's what rehabilitation is about. If you get yourself into trouble, first step, um, Talk to your credit providers, talk to your lenders, try and come to an arrangement, either negotiate lower interest rates, try and extend the term of your loan, um, approach your lender in terms of uh, payment holidays for um, um, a short period of time 
and turn the situation um, around. If, if you are faced with a more dramatic long-term loss, um, loss of income and consider putting your house on the market, putting some of your investment properties on the market because you, want, you rather want to put your property on the market when you're not a distressed seller, when you still have the time to sell at a higher price than leaving it for too long and ending yeah. up stressed, a distressed seller and losing out. That's excellent advice. Thank you for that. All right. That, that brings me to the next question. Um, what are the biggest risks facing property investors at the moment? Or what steps can investors take to protect their investment? Right. So you've, we've spoken about the, 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 the slowdown in escalation. We've yep. spoken about the fact that tenant delinquencies um, are on the rise. TPN always believes in terms of your property investment, the security exists in the quality of the tenant that you place. So take the time to ensure that you place a good quality tenant um, and then manage that relationship. Um, have an open communication with your tenant so that if your tenant does find themselves in, in, in distress, that you can find a workable solution um, around that, even if it means cancelling the lease. Um, you, you rather want to cancel your lease with a tenant who is then willing to exit the property than have a um, have such an acrimonious relationship with your tenant that they end up being squatting tenants. Yeah. This is important. Tenants take such a bad rap. Everyone says, oh, tenants from hell, they're your biggest risk. Yes, they are your biggest risk, but ultimately only 2% of the tenant population are habitual squatting tenants that go with intent to sit in your property. And those tenants, you can profile them up front and make sure that you don't place them. The majority of tenants that are, that are defaulting at the moment are not tenants that went into the situation feeling that they were going to take advantage of their landlord. They've been thrust into a position where they've had a loss of earnings, either permanently or temporarily, or, 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 or a, reduction, a reduction in earnings. Those tenants communicate, find a solution. And if it comes to the point that you have to cancel, the majority of those tenants will, if you give them 30 days to find alternative accommodation, they will cancel, they will they will leave your property. Yeah. Um, I hear what you say, but um, in certain circumstances, actually quite a few that I know of, um, there were problems with non-payment or slow payment prior to the whole COVID situation. So COVID did not necessarily brought along sympathy from the investors. So how would you suggest investors deal with those situations? Paul, I love the question. When, when TPN put out our rental relief packet or, or package, we said to landlords, this, um, this relief is for tenants who have been affected by COVID. This is not for tenants who have a history of already non-performance. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that picture is painted um, ahead of time, and you're going to deal with those tenants in the ordinary course of how you would deal with a, a delinquent tenant. For tenants that are, are facing a loss of earnings and have a history of good um, performance up until this point, those are the tenants that you want to provide certain relief to. Yeah. Because at that time, um, the legislation um, that was in effect prevented tenants from even moving, even if they wanted to. So because we were in lockdown, even if you couldn't afford your rent, you weren't able to vacate the property. And as we've seen the relaxation of the legislation, we saw in level three 
that the legislation allowed the courts to grant an eviction order, but those eviction orders were stayed until the end of lockdown level three, in some instances for up to 90 days after the end of lockdown level three. As we've exited lockdown level three, those eviction orders may, may, may now be um, um, executed. Executed, yeah. Where we are in level two, landlords can still go and get their eviction orders and the court is still um, granting eviction orders but the execution has now been stayed until the um, end of, okay. of disaster so you still so you don't want to be in a position where the 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 relationship with your tenant is so acrimonious that you have to go in and get an eviction order and that eviction order although you're going to have it granted will be stayed to the end of the national state of disaster so the risk still lies in that you could have a tenant in your property that you're not collecting rent on. Right now, the quality of your tenant has never been more important in terms of who you take on. Um, and the communication with your tenant, where they are entering a stage of default and their income has been lost, and it's unlikely that they're going to recover in, um, in, in the future, negotiate an exit settlement strategy. So we've put on our rental recovery documentation and an agreement that the tenant and the landlord can agree to the terms of that exit strategy without having to go through the, 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 the costly and delayed legal process. Okay, you constantly refer to the communication that is so important between the landlord and the tenant and letting agent that fulfills that role on behalf of the landlord. What advice would you have for those? Perfect. Um, here becomes a little bit more of a challenge, right? Because you, you, you're the middleman between yeah, true. The, the, the negotiation. Yes. The so you need, you need a clear mandate from your landlord. Um, and, and, and the letting agent is the front line of defense. Um, you, you know the market, you know what's going on. You've got firsthand experience across many different properties of the challenges uh, that are being faced. Um, and so often the letting agent can be counsel um, to the to the landlord in terms of um, what is being experienced, but then get a clear mandate. The landlord must give a clear mandate, and then you can execute on that clear mandate um, uh, with the tenants. Okay. Gee whiz, this was extremely informative. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. Ladies and gents, as you can hear, this lady and TPN is all about stats. Um, Michelle, just um, I'd like to know... Um, do, how does one get enrolled or registered with TPN to obtain this information? Can Is it only companies or can individual investors, landlords um, enroll um, to TPN to receive information from you or to do a once-off check on a prospective tenant? How, how does it actually work? So, Paul, um First of all, I have to say that Fitzon was one of our first clients. Really? One of our first clients, client number 47 or 48 or 49, somewhere around there, um, back in the year 2000. So, My goodness. Um, wow. Okay. So has been a very long-standing pioneer um, in terms of um, helping TPN to fulfill our role um, in, 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 in providing landlords with assistance in being able to to find quality tenants. Um, and so for, for, for TPN, it's about any landlord, whether you're dealing through your letting agent or whether you're DIYing um, your property yourself, whether you've got one property in your portfolio or 10,000, um, 
your needs are exactly the same. Find a quality tenant, understand the history of where your tenants um, um, are rented in the past, secure a quality tenant, and you can do that through TPN by having an occasional use contract. There's no monthly commitment. There's no joining fee. You pay your 99 Rand for, for, for your credit check. Um, but just, just repeat those fees again. So it's 99 Rand for your, for your credit check for an occasional user. There's no monthly fee. That's a once-off fee. Once-off fee as you need per to. Per credit check. Per credit check. Okay. Here's where, here's, here's where it's important, though. The community of TPN, all of our single unit landlords, right up to our, our, our clients like Fitzsan with a, a big portfolio of properties, it's then about sharing your tenant data with TPN community on a monthly basis. So who's my tenant? How much does he pay? What property is he renting uh, with me? And how did he pay his rent on a monthly basis? And we collect that through the various different property management uh, software systems. I think there's about 25 different accounting packages uh, that property uh, companies use. Or you can log into the TPN Credit Bureau and just uh, load it up manually on a monthly basis. That data, then, that data then forms part of the overall credit, credit bureau. But here's why it's important. Because TPN believes, as I've said, in communication. And so part of TPN's commitment to this process is we then SMS the tenant every month to say, thank you for paying your rent. Your credit profile has been positively updated. And over 80% of tenants receive those type of positive reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. Versus the tenants that then receive the, you've made a partial payment or you haven't paid, therefore your credit profile has been adversely affected. And what we've seen is that type of communication that goes out uh, positively reinforces the tenants who um, are paid on time and they start to prioritize their rental payment over their other commitments. And those tenants who are tardy because they're late and they forgot and they get that late payment SMS, next month, I promise you, they're not going to be tardy again. They, they, they start to rehabilitate um, their, their payment behavior. So that's what's important. Thank you so much for sharing your vast knowledge with us and your stats, which I find extremely interesting. So the last question, how does clients get hold of you? Not you specifically, but TPN, um, website information, website? contact details. So our website is easy, www.tpn.co.za. Um, our call center is 0861-876-000. Could you just repeat that again, please? 0861-876-000 and for email info at tpn.co.za. Thank you, Michelle. It was really great talking to you and I hope we do this soon again and next time hopefully with better news. Devon, I, I really look forward to it. I'm seeing this market turning around um, and Paul, it's always a pleasure to participate. Thank you very much. Thank you, Michelle. Ladies and gents, we will talk again soon. Thank you for joining us. This was Fitzsounds Property Exchange, hosted by Pearl Skeltimer. Not only do we keep you informed on the very latest in the property industry, we also empower by expanding your knowledge base. Make sure to visit www.fitzsounds.co.za to find out more about sectional title scheme management letting, sales and trustee training. Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on all our social platforms.